Hi guys, it's Valerie here with a couple quick notes. First, All Souls Con tickets have sold out. Now, we tell you in this episode there are some available, and that was true when we recorded, but as you know, podcasters are time walkers, and we were speaking to you from the past. No worries, live streaming is still available for $5. Go to allsoulscon.org slant tickets. Second, just to keep confusion at bay, in this episode, we talk about how Jean went through surgery. And in the Save It for the Show portion, we talk about how she's going to have surgery. You are not going crazy. We recorded that portion of the show before the rest of the show. As Angela said, editing is magic. Anyway, that's it for me. And we hope you enjoy the show. Demons Discuss, Take 40, the one with the sidekicks. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. So, Valerie, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we are talking about the sidekicks, and specifically, Hancock and Domenico, especially since we know a little bit more about them because of the world of All Souls. A little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I thought we ended up with a lot more, to tell you the truth, but... Yes! Yes and no, because we can't officially count this as canon, but for the purpose of this show, I think we're gonna. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. It's good stuff to know. It is. And we don't have any discusser emails because our recording schedule has been frantic and we didn't want to put stress on our discussers, try to come up with stuff to say. So... Bygones discussers. Bygones. Yeah. Put it this way. If they have feedback or want to add to something, we can certainly do it in a housekeeping segment. Sure. God, for sure. They're never fully ever out. Yeah. I was going to say there's never anything that's out of consideration for us. That's right. So if you have an email to send to us, please send it. Send it away. And this podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. They help fund us. They help keep the lights on over here at Demons Discuss. Help us record. Help us and make giveaways. Come on, help me out, guys. What else do we do that they help us do? Bring these episodes to them. Yes. In yeah. the best shape possible. Right. And what do we help you Technology. guys do? We give you an after Stay show. Stay sane. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> and we give them an after show podcast. Yeah. And swag. And swag. Awesome swag. We've seen some of our swag in the wild. Awesome exclusive mm-hmm. swag. All levels of patrons will receive the after show podcast and swag. You'll get the demon wagon. So there's that. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, hit us up at patreon.com slash demons discuss. And let's get on to our discussion. And let me get my little book because I am woefully ill prepared this time. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all right. We'll just roll with it. Yeah, that's right. We got to get out and push the wagon. We will. Yeah. All right. I'm only in shape to steer. So that's, that's right. Jean right. will be steering. That's right. Pillow behind her back. Yeah. So a disclaimer, Jean just went through surgery, guys. So we're going to be really gentle and try not to make her laugh too hard. Yeah, that's not going to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> this discussion is brought to you by Jody Cozy. Thank you, Jody. Hey, Jody. Yay. Okay, so we're going to start off with... Hancock. And Jean, how are we going to structure this since this is kind of a... 
I think I think the best way for us to structure this is let's talk about Hancock as we knew him and Shadow of Night and Book of Life mm-hmm. and then expand to the world of All Souls and talk about the new things that we learned about him there and how that may or may not have changed our view of him. Yeah, I can even start by saying our revelation um, recording this podcast that I definitely took notice of him the second time around it before the, all, the world of All Souls even came out. But the, fir- oh, the yeah. first time reading or the second time or however many times, I was like, okay, this, you know, he's a good, he's a good sidekick to Gallo Glass. But then when I were preparing to, for the podcast episode and the chapter that he surfaced, I'm like, how did I not notice this guy before? Yeah, I was going to say all of a sudden there was like, mad, uh, for me, it was like this time around, there was mad Hancock love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait a minute, this guy is great. Yeah, I think that was it for me too. The one with the hag, I believe it was. And mm-hmm. when he showed up and made his mad snark at everybody and, <laughs> oh my God. and like Gene said, calmed everybody's tits by bringing reality <laughs> yes. to everybody. Yes. Yeah. I saw him in a different light. I was like, I, that's when I think I brought up the gammy lid thing. Yes, you well, did. He was, such a re- <laughs> he was such a refreshing reality check. Yes. You know, and it was like, I mean, you think I get this guy. Yeah. You he think- was very Angela. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, you think that Galloglass is kind of the voice of reason, but it's really when you distill it down, it's Hancock. Yes. Yeah. And I think we discussed last episode when we were talking about the world of all souls that he is actually a relative to Matthew. He is not just a sidekick, servant, or anything. He, uh, well, according to the world of all souls, if we are to treat this as canon, he is a relative. He's a nephew, just like Yellowglass. Yeah, they're cousins. Does that change anything? Because he did not come off like Baldwin certain didn't claim him. And he's really dead, right? Really, really <sighs> dead. Or do no, we know? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. World of All Souls put that back into question, I think. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go by the books and go by canon, I'd say he's dead. Yeah. Based on based on the way he's referred to in the Book of Life, and he's referred to in the past tense. And just the fact that Gala Glass has that flag kind of as a memento or memento mori yeah. makes me think he's dead. Hmm. But yeah. it doesn't necessarily allude to that in the world of all souls. And I suspect perhaps because, as Deb said, they only they strove to only include what was in the trilogy. Otherwise, it would have been a million pages long. All right. I expect we'll find out more about it in Times Convert, but we'll have to wait until we get Times Convert. Right. I think so. So we may find out his fate there. For Deb's tweet, when he, uh, Marcus was meeting Galloglass on some pier, oh. he was there, wasn't he? That was like 1700s or 1800s? It was it was 18th century and they were on their way to London. I think Hancock was supposed to rendezvous with them when they docked, mm-hmm. something like that. That was that same spate of tweets where they were talking about Freya teaching him how to right. play poker, yes. how to gamble, which was a bad idea, apparently. Yeah. So now knowing that Freya's in times convert and interested because that's obviously it was on Deb's brain or writing when she did that tweet. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. And and that whole preview we got, too. Yeah. I hope we get a healthy dose of Davy then. I hope so, too. So am I alone in thinking that in anticipation of the world of all souls, I really was like, well, wow, we're going to get a lot of answers. We did get a lot of answers, but now I have a ton more questions. More questions? (laughs) Yes. 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 What is going on here? So my question is, his wife, I mean, is that his mate? Are they mates? Oh, my God. I think it's his his mate. And the thing that cracks me up is he was like such the 
no girls allowed he-man right club and shadow of night and then to meet his wife was so astounding yeah i mean i love her she is something else yeah she should be it's a good match breaking news Okay, so we got some breaking news <laughs> in the middle of our talk. Breaking news. Um, we'll squee about it. We'll squee about it. And, um, and this is a humble brag. Humble brag, Gene. Humble brag. Humble brag. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm, I'm <laughs> verklempt. I actually have the Ark of Times Convert sitting on my Kindle. <laughs> Shh. And don't That's hurt okay. yourself. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm going to blow stitches if I'm not careful. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's dedication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's uh, that's some breaking news. That's, a, that's some really breaking news, people. <laughs> so it's Memorial Weekend, and now you may have some, well, not may, you will have some reading. You will have some reading to do. Oh, my God. Homework, homework, lots of homework. Yes. Talk talk about recuperative cures. It's restorative. I think wow. the universe has answered your prayers. There you go. <gasps> yes. It's my reward for evicting Endora. <laughs> <laughs> Have a hysterectomy? Get an arc. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now I've got to stop laughing. Shall we continue say too, now? Too, I said too bad you don't you only have one uterus to give. I mean, there's plenty more arcs to be had. <laughs> I have got one uterus to give and I gave it for Marcus right. Whitmore. <laughs> that was the original quote of Patrick Henry, but yes, it's yeah. he changed it. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he didn't have he didn't have a uterus to give. That's right. <laughs> or did he? There's a question. There wow. is something to ponder right there. Oh man. And so now we know what gene surgery was. <laughs> well, those of you those of you listening to the after show, you knew anyway. Yeah. Who so, Andorra was. Yeah, and she's she's RIP Andorra. Yes, we will hold a funeral for her in the after show, I think. Fare thee well. Sounds like it. Yeah. Fare thee well. And well, back to the back to the matter at hand. It's Hancock. It is Hancock. And we all have answers. We were just talking about whether we'll get some answers about his ultimate fate and times convert. I guess I'll know next time around. <laughs> yes. Maybe we'll know. Maybe we don't. I don't know. We won't we give spoilers. We'll but see. maybe we'll hint at it. I don't know what's going on here. So uh Hancock, yeah. Let's talk about that guy. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. He's another he's another very, very fun ginger. Yes. Deb writes good gingers. Oh gosh, she does. I've got to wonder if she's got a ginger in her life that inspires her. I think so. She she must. In uh the world of all souls, I can see where it was kind of edited and cut. We can see that the conversation about the night structure, which was taking place at Woodstock is actually taking place on the way to Septor in this outtake. Yeah, I really love that whole chapter because we got, the, remember we were talking at one point in time about, man, why don't we get the part of the journey and where we'd have an opportunity to spend a little more time with Walter? Yes. Now we know where that went. Yes. Why do you think it wasn't included? Too long a book. Uh, Did you have a chance to ask Dad at the signing? No. I was tired okay. of the signing. It was turn 30 by the time we got to her. <laughs> oh, I, well, I was just curious since I my quote for my inscription came from that deleted section. I no. just wondered if she said anything. The only thing I mentioned was that you were a huge fan of Bethan. And she's like, I know it broke my heart when they when we cut her out. 
I was like, aw. So that's what she did say. Um, I didn't have a, I didn't want to take a whole lot of time because, of course, I had a stack full of books for her to sign. <laughs> and yes. there was a couple of people behind me. They insisted on getting behind me. And my daughter did they was not with know me. Better? Yeah. I, see, I was like, go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. And my daughter was hungry and there was a whole lot going on. So I didn't ask her a whole lot of questions, but she was wonderful and gracious as usual. Gave us hugs and she said, see you in August. And we'll see you in August. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. We'll write that down. Maybe we'll ask the question then. Yeah. I mean, I guess structurally, like I can plan. see why it opened up with them approaching Mont Saint Michel instead of having all this before it. But I love that we find it out in the world of all souls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love. I I love that excerpt, and I love that it gave us such an insight into Davy too. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, wait a minute. How did he go from manager wife to whipped? Because <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love. It's like, dude, really? You, but, you're totally whipped and you're sitting here giving everybody else advice? What uh, the hell is that? But I've noticed that is true with men. Oh, my that God. That is so, so true. true. Because I work with two of yes, them. Yes, dear. Two of them like, like yes, that. Dear. I, I work with one guy who has two daughters at home and a wife and you can tell they run him ragged and he comes into work barking orders like he feels he was meant to be. So I feel like he gets all that stuff out at work and goes home and just it takes it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wow. it's it's the bald one is the bottom again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's your obsession, isn't it? I wanna see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Oh, God, that's after show stuff. Did I mention the after show? It's all blurring together. I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure a woman like that. I don't know. I don't know what gets into men when they meet formidable women and they're used to having mm-hmm. their way. And I think they like it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, gosh, I mean, Hancock's not all that old a vampire when we meet him in 1590. And he's not that much. He's not that much younger than Yellowglass. No. Um, Like I said, he didn't make a huge impression on me when I first read him. But this mm-hmm. last reading, when we went through the one with the hag, I was like, wow, why didn't I notice Hancock before? Yes. And now no. that I'm reading about his wife. Wow. <laughs> Man, they're they're like a fun the vampire. I mean, she just put a whole new spin on. Remember when we uh, our episode about vampire spouses and uh, yes. gender roles? Mm-hmm. Yes, she she kind of turns a lot of that on its ear. You know, what's a proper vampire? To have him lecture about a, getting a proper vampire wife is irony in the extreme. Yes, yes, because like, we still haven't seen her. <laughs> I I have yet to meet this proper vampire wife. I don't know. Is it a behind the closed doors thing or? Yeah. And I'm I'm guessing that Freya would, Freya, from what the glimpse we saw of her and Deb's reading wasn't necessarily a proper vampire wife either. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Well, and imagine Miriam. She's the head of her own family. Clan. Yeah. 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 And speaking of Miriam, I've been kind of uh, flitting ahead and I've been listening to the audio of the Book of Life. And because I'm trying to wrap my head around it before we get there. And Miriam, she seems in charge all times. 
at all times, even with Chris. Chris bows yeah, down. Especially oh, with yeah. Chris. I mean, especially with Chris. I'd, I'd love to see that. So I'd love to see Miriam behind closed doors, how she deals with her family. Oh, yeah. Just. Yeah. And I'd love to see what her, fa- who her family is made up of. Yeah. And did she become a head because her. By husband, default? By default, because her husband died or was she head before? See, I don't understand that whole structure. I Yeah, I, I mean, is, is she like the vampire answer to the uh, Amazons? Maybe. You know, See, uh, and now uh, we're discussing another sidekick. And it, it doesn't, <laughs> when I say sidekick, it's not disrespectful. It's like, it's with much respect, especially for Miriam. Yes. Yes. So, so it's interesting to, like, when I think of sidekick, I think of the secondary roles. And for me, yeah. in this book, the secondary roles are so... They drive the story. Yes. In a lot yes. of ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're the definitely the point of interest. It's like, but wait, I want to talk about this one. Oh, we're back with Matthew and Diana and their craziness. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In this chapter um, of the outtake, I don't remember this being in the book where it's like when they were explaining Henry's role in the Knights. And did she, she didn't say this in Shadow of Night. Henry, a rebel? No, she didn't. She didn't. No. No. Mm-mm. And they no, went on didn't. to explain he's a powerful man for all his soft skin and boyish man- manners. You know, yeah, I mean, they just said he, they brought up the fact he was a secret Catholic, but she did. I think the rebel and yeah, he, the rebel comment came out because I think that she just didn't want to get too far ahead of the story with the gunpowder right mm-hmm. plot and all of that. Yeah, so. it's kind of setting it up for that. You're right. So that was very interesting. Tell us about Beth and Jean. Man, she's a ball buster. <laughs> There's no other word that comes to my mind. She, I love her because she is so very clearly ruling the roost. Mm-hmm. And then they're all, she's like, no, he's going and drinking with his family. I don't need that shit. Right. Right. She's, she's, she's full, just, of, full of literal and, and figurative barbs. I mean, even Raleigh walking by her and po- she pokes her fingers at him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not, she's not take, she takes no shit. She gives no fucks. Right. right. She can have my socks <laughs> and wear them proudly yeah i was surprised i really wish she would have showed up in shadow of night i was shocked and i loved her i was like yelling god why didn't we get her we need her we need more i mean there's all this talk of all these strong female vampires but we don't we haven't really seen any of them yet i mean we get yeah. isabel and she is strong yeah very true but there's there's and Varen we don't get nearly enough time with right and Freya and, and Miriam but mm-hmm. Freya and Stasha we don't get to spend too much time with and then there's Beth Ann who is just so she's so salt of the earth too and salty. Mm-hmm. I just love her. She's the working class vampire wife. Yeah. Everybody else is noble and born born to the castle and very high up in the hierarchy. And then you've got Bethann, and she, like I said, she's like like the working class witches we get to meet in Garlicite. Yeah, which makes you wonder how they met because Davy yeah. was noble. He yeah, came from a noble family. She's kind of like a vampire Sarah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Which is why, and I love her. Yeah, because you, you don't like Sarah. Go figure. Yeah, I know, but I love Beth Ann. So. <laughs> I'm going to bring you around, Jean. I don't care. I know. <laughs> well, I pick- I've come around a lot on Sarah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You've softened a little. Truth be told. I just haven't fully embraced her because of the whole, you know, motherly, my lack of motherly feeling. Yeah, well, I I think you need to see that in her, and you kind of have to have that attitude of hers. It's she she doesn't take shit, just like Bethann. She doesn't take any shit from anybody. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about your stature in life. She's mm-hmm. pretty much going to tell you what she thinks. 
And I think for Sarah watching Diana try to be something she's not, it's like, uh, for me as a mother, yeah, for me as a mother, if I watch my daughter or somebody I was in charge of taking care of and I brought up since a little girl, and then all of a sudden they want to separate everything that they are from me, that would be hurtful and I would be snappy. Yeah. (laughs) And you'd be entitled to be snappy. Yes. So I think a lot of that's in Sarah. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are, Diana? Right. Well, and and she's been charged with being her guardian, her parent, her caretaker, her everything. And she didn't ever plan on that. No, she didn't. And she was the younger sister. So it's like, oh, I guess I'm a mom now. Thanks. (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not only that, but, you know, I'm sure she had some resentment towards uh, Rebecca, too, Mm -hmm. because that was kind of evident just reading A Discovery of Witches. But back to Beth Ann. Yeah. Well, think about think about this. I picture Deb's brain or her, the synapses in her brain, like the Arbor Diane, that Gal Glass was a surprise character. So that means probably Davy was a surprise character. And she probably had to think long yeah. and hard about who would, who would be Gal Glass's friend. And then to go so far as to give Hancock a wife, a formidable wife like this. It's just yes. fantastic that it went that far as surprise characters. Yes. And it also makes me wonder how far she she actually went with Sweet William mm-hmm. and Hamish. Good point. I'm sure there's more to that story than we're ever going to find out. Yeah. Yes. She has to know how they broke up and everything mm-hmm. in between. I was so sad when they broke <laughs> up. Deb's way. I know. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't leave my Hamish. No. <laughs> Hamish. Hamish needs a friend. Oh, my God. Now he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He needs somebody to make him brunch on Sunday at home. I love how this uh, episode is evolving into all of the sidekicks. That's why I said with Miriam, I'm like, another sidekick. <laughs> it just can't be helped. It can't be helped. No. no. I, don't, I don't think anyone is grumbling about it either. No, definitely no. not. We have the good sidekicks when we talk up, when we start to talk about Hancock. And I'm sure when we switch into Domenico, then the more nefarious sidekicks will come into play. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. So anything else? else about Hancock? Anything else you guys want to bring up as far as, I mean, besides this, the fact that we find out he is a nephew, in fact. And Matthew and into the whole family. Yeah. Grandson. Rather. He's a grandson, He's a grandson of Philippe. Philippe. Right. And a nephew of Matthew and Galglass's cousin. Um, I mean, which puzzles me all the more with the, the, the whole attitude. It's like, are you just being ironic or right. being keeping your information close to the vest? Or is there some ill feeling there? That's not, now I'm, I'm really curious. Or maybe since Diana didn't ask the question. Yeah, that's true. It didn't yeah, get true. revealed because mm-hmm. she asked Gallo Glass. And Gallo Glass, we all know, blurts shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, he's, yes. He's Captain, he's a vampire oversharer. Yes. And he was the one that initiated and called her auntie. Maybe Hancock was like, nah, I don't know you like that. (laughs) I am not telling you my relationship to... But I mean, yeah, you don't need to know anything, lady. Yeah. The moment that Gallo Glass called her auntie, he opened up a can of worms and then Diana inquired further. So maybe mm-hmm. that was it. I mean, because good point. It's not yeah. it's not it wasn't Gallo Glass's tale to tell. And Hancock decided to zip it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. And Matthew wasn't saying anything because he's notoriously uh, holds things close to the vest. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just suggesting it as a possibility, maybe. I mean, upon reflection, when I was bitching that last episode. <laughs> well, and if you think about Hancock's background as Davy Gans, I mean, of necessity, he was somebody who always held information very close to the vest, even yeah. as a human. Mm-hmm. So there is that. There's... And the Welsh are notoriously taciturn anyways. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go with that theory for now. <laughs> I like it. It's a theory I can live with. Yes. <laughs> we'll stick it, we'll stick it in our back pocket. And until we read something different, that's what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to message you if I find something different. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The verdict is, though, we love Hancock. Yes. Han- Hancock is two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> we need more Hancock. Well, three. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh. thumbs up from each of us. Oh my God, Gene. Oh, oh my laugh. God. Are you okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. You can throw them in a khaki gate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that, that comes out this weekend too. 900 pages. Do you want to save that for save it for the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That'd be interesting. It would. You guys ready to go on to Domenico, though? Yes. Yes. Always. Always. Okay. So we first met Domenico in A Discovery of Witches. And this is when Diana and Matthew, they had just danced the night before. They were walking in the gardens, getting ready to ride horses. And they were arm in arm and enter Domenico. And all sweet and kissy kissy. Yes. Enter Domenico. Hot guy in a leather jacket. Hello. Whoa. Lean against a tree. To, I have to say, I have a hard time separating now canon versus the world of all souls. Meaning yeah. The outtake, the outtake of that particular scene. Yes, I agree. Yes. I, I feel like when they're in court and they say, okay, strike that from the record. It's like, but I already heard it now. But you I know, know it now. I can't unhear it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's like, I can't unhear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't unring the bell. And as we discussed in our after show before the uh, release, the release, we talked about the little snippet we got in not the arc, the sampler, the sampler. So the actual outtake is a lot longer than what we discussed in the sampler. The actual outtake would have placed a whole new look at Domenico. It's changed me forever so much backstory there is so much there is spoiler alert guys if you have not read this portion of the world of all souls we apologize but bygones we do spoil and we do warn you so there it is yeah and it explains so much. Yeah, I know. I know well, it does. Maybe maybe start by what was your first impressions or even second impressions when you read a discovery which is not taking into account the world of all souls because it completely changes for me once we bring in the world of all souls. They were friends at one point. That was my first impression. They were friends yeah. at one point and now he's a dangerous enemy because he knows so much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, yes. were, they were equals. They were hellraisers at one time. Yes. Um, and, it's the friend you grew apart from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think they brought out, I don't want to say the worst. They brought out the, I don't know. 
what, what the and the and Domenico as a character was more of a hot bad guy or, yeah. or a hot bad boy. He wasn't villainous. Yes, he wasn't as villainous as this shows. He should be. Yes. Yeah. And and the thing is, he was so downplayed in the Book of Life that he never came. I mean, through the whole trilogy, he never came across as villainous. No, he really was kind of a, he was kind of a prop in the Book of Life. He was just kind yeah, of there and sort of biding his time, trying to figure out which side he wanted. He wanted to land on the winning side. Yeah. Yeah. But that's clearly wasn't Deb's initial plan. No. So after Diana is taken inside by Isabeau, they have a conversation. And this is the conversation that we missed out in a discovery of witches. Mm-hmm. And we go into a backstory and how Matthew and Domenico met. Matthew was sent away because he was a pain in the ass to Philippe. Yeah. Huge <laughs> pain in the ass. <laughs> like, get out of my sight, pain in the ass, which is bad. Yeah. Yes. Bad, yes. Bad, bad. I'm sure Philippe was like, you know, you fight well, you do this, you do that. However, you just need to get out of your own head. You need yeah. to, I, I can't even deal with you right now. What you, you're a, you would be a, such a great warrior if you did these things, but I can't make you do these things and you need another general. Get the fuck out. Go to sea. Right. Go do right. something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not yeah. even like keeping just, busy so it doesn't get in trouble. It's like just I don't want to see you for at least like a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leave me alone for a minute. <laughs> just yeah. need to I need to chill because you are a pain in my butt. And if I rip you to shreds, Isabel will kill me. Period. It's yeah. a, vampi- it's a vampire timeout. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we get it. If you listen to this podcast, we're always cussing Matthew out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> always, always, always. We Because we want the best for him. Yes. We love him so much. Don't people mm-hmm. know that? <laughs> Matthew, why do you let us down? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Harlow in kindergarten had, well, not, well, yes, it was her chair, but in kindergarten, they have a better choice chair that was next to the teacher. And she said, oh, I, sat there regu- I sat there regularly. Well, basically, <laughs> basically, Philippe is giving Matthew a better choice chair on a boat. Far away from him in France. Yes, <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, do you know what was so cool about this is the way the deal on ship kind of harkened back to Dracula, the book. Remind me. Is what, well, when Count Dracula was being coming to Carfax Abbey and coming to London, mm-hmm. traveled by boat, and there was the same thing with the ship, the crew disappearing, and there not being any rats out oh, right. because right. it was feeding. And then Domenic, Domenico's kind of cast in that same role. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I just thought yeah. that was a kind of a cool little shout out to the roots of the, all the vampire stories yep. we love so much now. And the thing is with that, it's funny, too, because Matthew befriended him, but he didn't want to. It was funny because it's like he liked hanging out with the humans. He but this vampire that's causing all kinds of trouble and he did not want to get associated with it. It was all about self-preservation with oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the whole idea of him being Domenico being Matthew's little brother is just kind of mind boggling. <laughs> I was so surprised that Domenico worshipped Matthew. Yes. 
Well, not only that, is that Matthew was providing himself as a role model for any other vampire. This is true. Seems somewhat absurd. He was the only, well, what choice was there at that time, though? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think I mentioned to you, though, when I first read that outtake in the sampler, I said, Matthew had his own Chester. <laughs> Chester. Well, it almost sounds like Domenico started to turn into single white female. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And let me explain to the audience who Chester is. In the Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny cartoon, there's a big dog named Spike and a little dog named Chester. Spike says nothing. He just kind of walks around like a big brute. <laughs> and Chester is this little chihuahua type dog. He's like, okay, Spike, can we do this? Maybe we should do this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was um, Very much Chester, Chester to uh, Matthew Spike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gene Meg made a reference to single white female and he wanted to emulate Matthew. He did. To a creepy degree. <laughs> this is yeah. how our brains process things. We have to correlate it to pop culture. <laughs> yes. If you haven't noticed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like you said, Gene, that's, Matthew's a terrible role model. However, he didn't have very much choice. Matthew was the only role model. And Matthew had just gone through some intense training with Isabel on how to behave without tearing everybody apart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so at least Matthew was yeah. able to pass some of that on. But Domenico just thought he was, you know, the best thing since sliced bread and followed him around. I mean, we yeah. don't really know how many what kids Matthew had other than Benjamin up to this point. But it kind of gave him prep for Marcus and knowing what to do yeah, and what not to do and what not to exactly. do. So <laughs> he certainly didn't do that with Benjamin. <laughs> no, <laughs> the what well, not to do part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he kind of treated Benjamin the same as he treated Domenico. Let me just slip on out of here. <laughs> right, yeah. He's like, we cool here? All right, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Domenico was bitter because Matthew kind of just left him. Matthew was just not that into him. <laughs> yeah. Although I thought it was really odd that uh, Matthew felt guilt about Kian Luisa hooking up. He felt guilt? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because he should have been there to prevent that. He felt, I'm sure. I think he flatters himself thinking he could quit. He could could have prevented that. Anyway. I'm trying to say, Luisa does what Luisa wants. Yes. Yes. And Matthew tends to take on too much responsibility in his own head. I could have prevented that. I could have yeah. stopped that. I could have, ah, shut up, Matthew. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. No way you could have stopped that. And Domenico realized that was a touchy subject for him, poking at things that Matthew loved, you mm-hmm. know, to get to him as revenge. Yep. Because Domenico was vengeful. He did not. He's like, oh, you're going to abandon me? Okay, I'm going to poke you over here. Yeah, I'm going to get you over here. And then in this conversation, he realizes the way to get at Matthew is to threaten Diana. Yep. The way to get him to bend the will is like, hey, you know, either you turn her into a vampire or we do it or I can do it. I'm sure she's tasty, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then also reading this last night, I realized in that scene in A Discovery of Witches, that's what he was talking about when he said, I don't want to kill you, but I'll kill you if I have to. And that's what he meant. 
he meant turn her into a vampire. Right. And I didn't realize yeah. that before. Did you guys know? No, I didn't no. know. Yeah. 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 Because I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities either that, you know, if he can't have her, he, he would do something like that. Yeah. No. But reading this, it made it very, very clear yeah. that because he considered mm-hmm. turning somebody into a vampire, killing them because yes. you could you you could say when he had that conversation with Hamish, he was yes. talking that way about Cecile. I killed her. I took her life. I took her reason. How is that not killing her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and the whole thing with Domenico, you know, and I think Matthew was pissed that Domenico knew him, you know, knew him as well as he did when he said, you're brave, Matthew, but I don't think you have the stomach to let her die. Given the choice of death or rebirth, you'll pick rebirth. Why not do it now and get it over with? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's... I don't think Matthew liked hearing that from Domenico of all people. Yeah. It probably pissed him off. Sure. Yeah. So you want to talk about what Domenico did? To piss off Philippe? To piss off Philippe. That Bes- whole oh. debacle he caused. Oh, to- he was a total showboat. Talk about attention whore. That yes. is not the de Clermont <laughs> style at all. Yeah, no. He he went over to Jerusalem. <laughs> he pushed a few buttons and uh, pretty much drove the place to civil war. Yeah. Mm. And then showboated into the harbor at Acker, supposedly to rescue Baldwin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, made Isabel leave a place she loved. So that's yeah. why she just bad. Very, very bad. And I'm still trying to figure out why she needed a babysitter at the end of the Hundred Years of War, unless it was just something as simple as Philippe was afraid that she was going to start it back up again and make it a 200 year war. <laughs> well, he's not wrong that's, if that's what he was thinking. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was going to say, if that, that was his fear, keeping Baldwin there to babysitter probably made a lot of sense. Yes. Didn't she tell that story in the Book of Life? No, 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 no. This no. was the story that was in the letter in the world of all souls. Oh, right. Okay. The story the in the book of life was like the uh, the crusades where she oh, had yeah, to... Oh, yeah. That was when she was Melisande and they were fighting over Outremer and right. Baldwin locked her up. He was playing her son and locked her up in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> that was that time. Right. So Baldwin was king of Jerusalem for a while, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was like Baldwin one, two. He was Baldwin three or four different times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm my own son. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the genes run strong in that family. Yeah. Really strong. <laughs> wow. You really, look just really like strong. your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> really uncanny. Besides Louisa and, well, you know, she had to leave Jerusalem. Are there any re- other reasons why do you figure she couldn't stand Domenico? Because in that scene, she was just spitting mad. She. I still want to know about the comment about his mother. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. Discovery of Witches? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's still a mystery to be solved. Yeah. Well, since we know it's not Louisa now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to solve that part of it. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we thought. Um, no. Which wasn't, wasn't entirely out of the realm of possibility. No, no, no. Well, do you know what else I found interesting in this whole chapter is the uh, fact that the witches were the hospitalers? Yes. yes, yes. 
Yes, that was, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was not, I mean, I suppose I can see why Deb, they extracted this part out because I'll rather, I think at the time she always said, well, it didn't really add much to moving the story forward. And I think the problem was it opened too many cans of worms. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. And what did the demons run? The demons ran their own, uh. As usual, the demons didn't run crap. Yeah, they were like, everyone is doing their own thing, but doing something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had not organized. No. <laughs> so, and Domenica was wondering where the money went. So, and this is a discussion we had off mic when we were talking about this reveals yeah. that Philippe had started the Templars. The Templars was a vampire or- order. And it went on further to say that. Uh, I wonder if the Templar, maybe the Templars were a blended order of vampires and humans, and the vampire portion of it disappeared into the Knights of Lazarus. Could that be it, along with all the money? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that it could that, have been. We just knew that the Templars had folded and Lazarus had swallowed it out. That's, yes. that's all we knew. We didn't know that Philippe got involved with this. And another thing that Domenico kind of brought out, he's like, you know, where's the money? This, uh, this covenant that you want others to adhere to, you guys don't adhere to it at all. You guys do what the hell you want anyway. And this section, this outtake really shows it. Philippe, did not bend to the covenant. He did not have his family bend to the covenant. They just worked around it. But yeah. what's interesting is that Matthew is saying that the the witches got the money that Lazarus didn't. It's a lie. It's a <laughs> well, lie. Let, me, let me ask you though, Matthew. It says in one part of the World of All Souls that Matthew fought as the marshal of the knights of on the Hospitallers. I mean, at the same ones. How, yeah. How does that work? It's confusing. <laughs> yes, and here's our D for the episode. Mm-hmm. Dalliance. Oh, yes, this is true. Isn't that a great, that's, that's the great D word for this episode, Dalliance. Use it in yes. the sentence because I'm not there. I don't remember. I read this late last night. What? The Dalliance. I'm not the only vampire on the congregation. Gerbert has a seat alongside me and you've seen him protect our kind ruthlessly from threats far smaller than the one posed by your Dalliance with this witch. Ah, Italians. Meanwhile, that is a good word. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Tat- well, Tatiana and Domenico were having their own dalliance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Talking, I mean, his face is cracking on Jeez. the ground, but he's sure, yeah. he's sure rubbing this in, in <laughs> Matthew's face. And the way he was talking to him, he's like, Hey, if you want this witch, okay, that's cool. And then Matthew's like, you know what? People break covenant all the time. Why are you so interested in Diana? Yeah. And then that's when he realized it was her power. They're yep, interested yep. in what she has. Otherwise, they might have turned the other way and they would have been like, eh, whatever. We don't care. Because maybe, maybe, maybe reading that, if it was in the book, it might have given the reader too much of a clue. Maybe yeah. it, it would have opened up a whole lot of things and you would have, it would have given a lot away. It would have added a lot of bulk to the book, <laughs> especially yeah, as true. the first book in the trilogy. And you're trying yes. to draw people in. So maybe, I don't know, a whole bunch of theories. I don't know if any of them will stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our speculation just our speculation and uh before we close this out share bear yes <laughs> see and we were led to believe that it was only Gerbert who wanted in on the declarement no uh yeah organization Menico as justice yeah it shows his desperation and it's just it's everybody wants to be at the cool kids table and it's uh, the Claremont table haters gonna hate man <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> 
So that's that's what it is. And when you're not allowed to sit at the table because of how you act or things you've done or whatever, and you're showing off yeah. to try to get there, yes. I would imagine that would make you vengeful like Gerber and... Oh, this, their whole last part of the exchange. No one makes me quite as angry as you, Domenico. And that was before you had the gall to come here and ask me to keep an oath I was forced to make simply because you behaved like a rabid wolf in Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> there it is. I kind of like how snarky Domenico is, though, too. Kill I do. Kill, kill her later. Yeah. But mark me, you will kill her in the end. Why add civil war to the burdens already on your conscience? Dude. He just seems bitter. Like Kit, bitter. <laughs> He's very Matthew bitter. does not have good choice in boyfriends, does he? No. His buds, they don't, they don't turn out very well. <laughs> no. Well, his vampire buds, at least. Yeah, no. He just, no. Anything else before we end it? And we go on to the so. next thing. Well, th- I find this really interesting that, to an outsider, the, when Baldwin's mentioned, the first thing that Matthew brings up is Baldwin wouldn't kill anybody in clo- cold blood. Yes. Not even a witch. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. What? That he would say that. No, I'm saying he, I, I kind of feel like, okay, you've got all your issues with Baldwin, but you also recognize he's not a complete asshole. Right. Yeah. The fact that Matthew kind of defended that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like you, I can talk bad about my family, but you can't. Right. You can't. <laughs> yeah. So let me just muster something nice to say about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something. I mean, it's something. It is something. Yep. Like, say three nice things. Oh, she has shiny hair and... (laughs) Yes. Her outfit isn't ugly today. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't smell as bad as she usually does. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There you go. And there it is. Well, we're going to end this discussion right here. Yes, for now. And for For now. Yes. And we're going to go on to housekeeping. And this housekeeping Mm -hmm. segment is brought to you by Ruth Tickner. Thank you, Ruth. Thanks, Ruth. Thank you, Ruth. Housekeeping. And what do we have for housekeeping? I have an email from Camille. Yay, Camille. Yay. Yay. She says, hello, demons. I'm sending this quick email in the lobby of the barbershop while my husband gets his hair cut artistically. I'm reading the hardback copy of, <laughs> of The World of All Souls. And I want to point out on page 419, Diana's email is weaverwoman1 at gmail.com. Just wanted to share this as it made me chuckle. Your witchy listener, Camille. I should email that and see if anybody has it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you, Camille. I'm I'm guessing it's going to go to Jill or somebody. <laughs> Hopefully someone started that email before some random person's like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Deb would do that to somebody, but <laughs> yeah. you never know. Could happen. And Jean, what do you have for us? I have a review. Angela can live for another review. Yay! Shut up. And it is five stars, and it is from NCFD32. This podcast has brought me many laughs and so much insight into the All Souls trilogy. I tend to get really wrapped up in books that I love, and the demons have been great at talking about stuff I missed. Thanks for a brilliant show. Please keep it up. We will. Thank you. Smiley face. Big (laughs) smiley face. Thank you so much, NC. Thank you so much. So much. My thirst has been quenched, but I will get thirsty again, people. Yes, yes, yes. We (laughs) love reviews. So 
if you uh, like the show, send us a review yes. on Apple Podcasts. You know, uh, we'll read it because it makes us happy. Yes. And I think that's all we had for housekeeping. That was an yeah. easy one. Short and sweet. Yes. Short and sweet. Very. So now we're on to save it for the show. Yes. Yay. And this is a special save it for the show brought to us by Deborah Taylor. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Save it for the show. Guys, save it for the show. So we have a special guest for our Save It for the Show. And we'd like to welcome Nikki. Hello. Gastineau? Is it Gastineau? Gastineau, yes. From All Souls Witchy Women. Welcome. Yay, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, ladies, for inviting us. This is We're looking so forward to this. Cool. It's awesome to see the, the fandom growing and more entities popping up and other partners in the fandom. So we are happy to have you here. Yes, it doesn't echo in the room so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, hello, is anybody else out there? Hey. We're like, oh, because we've always said, okay, we started out as Demon's Domain. I'm like, you know, there's going to be some witches popping up. And when you guys showed up, we were like, there's the witches. The witches are here. <laughs> witches in the house. Yeah. <laughs> we're just waiting on the vampires now. What brought you guys here? I listened to your first episode, so I know, but maybe some of our audience doesn't know. Okay, well, we all met because we write for Outlander Cast blog. So it's Outlander Cast podcast and blog. And Ashley and Janet are editors for the blog. And I'm a writer for the blog. And Ashley and Janet have, have been with Outlander Cast for, I think, three years, maybe a little bit longer. I joined about two years ago. And we struck up a fast friendship there, uh, discussing you know various blog posts and lots of things about Outlander, the show, things that we agree and disagree with. And, you know, we just sort of... Um, took that friendship and and Janet one day we all happened to be together for um sort of a sort of a weekend away girls weekend away and she said there's this book I want you two to read it's amazing have the other there's this is the first book there are two other you might want to have the other two ready when you start this one because I think you're going to want to go from one to the next quickly and I have some thoughts about this but I want you to read the books first and let me know okay so Ashley and I both started the books, and damn it if I couldn't put A Discovery of Witches down. And I, I gotcha. It, oh, and it was it was very similar to my experience with Outlander Cast. The cool thing is that the book wasn't 800 pages long, so I, I got through it more quickly. But uh, Janet was right; I had to have the next one available, and I just ordered the I just ordered two and three at the same time because I knew I was going to finish them. And so, you know, we got about halfway through the first book, and she was like, "All right, these are my thoughts. Do you think we can make a podcast and a blog about this?" And and so. So with Ashley and I, we, we immediately started uh, taking notes as we read and, and we decided that this is this is something that we wanted to try to do. So here we are. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so yeah. cool. Only because yeah. it's it's so different than how we started. It's like we started reading it, we started talking, and that's we, how we met. Yeah, that's yeah. how we, we met. all picked up this book independently. Oh. Yeah. And uh, we all we, needed to know more. And the, the series wasn't even done. Yeah, no. it was after after Discovery of Witches came out and we all sort of were waiting for Shadow of Night. Yes. Crazy. When, when we <laughs> I love this book. <laughs> well, sometimes I think um, that I wish I had I'd been aware of these uh, of this trilogy sooner. But then I think I, I can't imagine what it must have been like to wait for the second book to come out and then wait for the third book to come out. So two it, years. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> we, we 
had so much fun, oddly enough, waiting for the book because we all had each other. God, yeah, we went crazy. That's true. <laughs> we sure did. We sure did. A lot of time to think, though. A lot of time to speculate. Yep. I, I just find it fascinating because you guys, when you read this, we're like, can we do a podcast? And our journey was so different. It's like five years later. Hey, why don't we do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what do we like do with useless knowledge in our head? <laughs> yeah. Well, and as, as Nikki has said, we have these conversations every single day. And finally, we're like, you know, five years later, why don't we hit record? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we're at the same place, but the path to getting there was so different. So that's what's fascinating mm-hmm. to me. It's like, I don't see us five years ago saying, hey, let's do a blog and podcast. Here's it's- a book. Do you think we could do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's very brave. Yes. Yeah, that is brave. That is, wow. <laughs> and it's, it's massively hitting the fast forward button firmly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we... <laughs> We're kind of like that. I mean, we had the benefit of seeing the Outlander podcast Mm -hmm. and being, you know, we we don't do the podcast, but we've seen, you know, how it's made a little bit, Um, you know, the behind the curtain stuff, because we're really good friends with Mary and Blake, um, the the two who started the podcast. So, you know, we know what that's like. And we, we have benefited, I think, a lot from their experience, things that have worked for them, things that haven't worked for them. And so, you know, we didn't come at this completely without knowledge, you know, we had something in the back of our heads that we we a, a basis to work from yeah Yep. So we cheated a little bit. Well, not really. Bit. I mean, you just grew up in quotes in the business where mm-hmm. we, we grew the business. So it's, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, bad, or, or otherwise. <laughs> and here's another parallel. Here you guys coming into uh, a new fandom, different people. Well, there's some overlap, but different people. And we had the same experience when we were doing Armitage for Claremont. We were just jumping into that fandom, not knowing anything and saying, hey, follow us. Hey. How was that experience? for you as far as when you guys first came over to you know scope out the because you have to kind of scope out what you're dealing with right Mm -hmm. so when you guys first came over to this fandom how did you find it for you (laughs) well that that part is actually terrifying right because it is (laughs) we you know we did a lot of we did a lot of did you do twitter research i guess that you know we we did a lot of looking around (laughs) on twitter and looking around on facebook and and looked at other websites sites. And, you know, we wanted to see what everybody was doing to kind of get a lay of the land because we didn't just want to jump into this thing and, you know, raise our hands and go, look at us. We're over here. Look, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> look you came things. into it smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we did take some time to just, just kind of look around, get a feel for what, what interested people, what people were responding to. And the fandoms are in completely different places right now because uh, I may, Maybe people who like Outlander are listening to this, but damn it, if the Outlander fans haven't lost their ever-loving minds. (laughs) 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 And, and, And this fandom is nice. Everybody's just so happy that there's a show coming and that Deborah's so accessible and, yeah. and everybody's happy to get every little morsel that they can get. And, I think we were lucky that when we really started ramping up is when they were shooting the show. And so we were getting these promotional stills and the Instagram accounts for the actors were being updated. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, we were able to use that to sort of leverage ourselves into this 
space, if right. you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is smart. <laughs> I mean, that's smart. It's for us, it was kind of like, hey, is anybody out there? And then it's like, hey, everybody's yeah. here. <laughs> Where are all these people come from? What's going on? Like, like every invited guest brought two guests to the party. <laughs> right. Like, wow. Okay. Yes. And an extra bottle of gin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, those are the best guests, though. You can't kick those people out. No. <laughs> no. We just kind of look because our fandom is still very young, as you pointed out, Nikki. And we were looking at the new entities popping up and we're like, well, who's out there? And you guys kind of stood out to us. We're like, oh, they're going to do a podcast. Oh, they're going to do a blog. Hey, we have people we right. can talk to. <laughs> we have neighbors. <laughs> 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 because I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of these are just Twitter accounts and they just retweet yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And, it's yeah. like, and it's like, really, guys? Come on, do better, please. Yeah. Recycling. Recycling is good as if, if it's trashed. And <laughs> <laughs> aluminum. Yes. Yeah, right. How many times can you retweet something? I mean, right. Yeah. Right. You had a good observation, Nikki, that, you know, between the podcasts that are out there and they're growing and there'll be more after, you know, today even. Um, but they are different and they're not competition. They're, I mean, and Val, you had pointed out too that, you know, how many podcasts do you listen to? I listen to at least 10 and none of them are, they're all different topics and none mm-hmm. are in competition with each other. No. You just you listen to them all. So it's, we're so happy to have neighbors. Yeah. Yes. And we are so happy to have moved into a neighborhood where everyone's nice. <laughs> and everybody mows their lawn and they don't yeah. have junky cars sitting out in front. It's great. Yeah. Just promise you're not going to call the cops on our next wild party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only if you don't invite us. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess they're coming to our next party. Bring the good booze. All right. We will, we will always bring booze. I promise. <laughs> I well okay so I am not part of the Outlander fandom um I have I I've watched a couple of the shows I've not read the books I think Jean's read the books Angela I've read I don't the know books I stuck my toe into that pond and ran away screaming because it was full of crypto <laughs> I'm a lawyer I'm blunt <laughs> yeah, that's our Jean yes they scared me they scared me the I deal with crazy me. people and they scared uh, me. So yeah. can I ask, what was it that scared you? Because I'm probably not going to disagree with you. I just, I'm just wondering. I think the last, the last straw for me was when they went after that poor reporter for, I think it was Hollywood Reporter Gal, just because they were, they were reading an industry trade paper and they characterized the show's target audience as bored housewives and something else. <laughs> I forget the exact, but they were trying to get this woman fired. It's like, A, you're reading a trade paper that's directed at advertisers for shows and B, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. They're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're calling for this person's head on Twitter and trying to get her fired and everything else and it's like you were reading something you weren't meant to read to begin with yeah that's why i was just like i'm done with this crazy i don't need it i kind of peeked over the wall when they were casting for them and uh, <gasps> oh that was scary too i i was like oh go back go back <laughs> don't look <laughs> go back go back train wreck uh, 
flavor of it all. Only because yeah. we were knee deep in Arbitage for Claremont, and I just wanted to be prepared for what could happen if things go terribly off the rails. Well, and that's the thing. Fandoms have different phases they go through. They have different flavors, and we certainly experienced that in the Richard Armitage <gasps> fandom. There were some crazy people over there, too. Yeah, there's crazy people everywhere. We're going to start know. seeing their heads pop up over here, too. So, you know. Maybe we're the crazy ones. Yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> you huh. just don't, don't have the self-awareness. Ooh. Angela. <laughs> and that's why we love you, Angela. No, I'm going to be... Th- <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you find this fandom? I, I mean, um, did, did you find it crazy or just excited? Everybody just seemed excited. Everybody seems nice. Do you feel, I mean, you have experience with a fandom that is more established. The trees are mature over there. So do you maybe expect the same thing to happen over here? Or I'm just curious. I, so, you know, I, I did characterize this fandom as nice and you do. I'm, I'm going to stick with that I, because everybody, everybody seems so hopeful and full of joy right now because everybody's waiting for this TV show. You know, they, they've had the, they've had the joy of reading the books and Deborah is, is incredibly uh, generous with her time, both on social media and in these book signings that she's doing right now. And, you know, that just brings sort of a note of positivity to all of this. It starts from the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it does. That is, that I'm is very curious. true. Do you have the same thing in Outlander or no? Or has it gotten too big for that? So Diana Gabaldon is very generous with her time. I, th- I think she, she interacts a lot with fans on, on her Facebook page. A um, little bit. Well, I guess, I guess she does on Twitter as well. But there are just so many that you know, in, in a day, maybe she responds to one or two people. Yeah, and that's really all that she can get to. I mean, she's she's getting tagged on everything that goes out with Outlander on it on Twitter, and you know, there's just no way that she can respond to those kinds of things. Deborah can. At this, at this moment, I think that's going to change once this TV show comes out and, and people, you know, people see it and, and then they fall in love with this as well. And I, and I, so I think that things are going to change for her, maybe for us as well as this yeah. thing gets bigger. But for right now, it just seems like such a nice space to be in. Um, because like I said, everybody is, is just generally happy. I haven't mm-hmm. come across really on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything with anybody griping, bitching, angry, um, being mad about, well, I wasn't, we weren't really in the space when they were casting. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. we missed that. So I, I don't know if there was anything like that going on then, but you know, since we've been in this, space. I mean, everybody just seems genuinely happy. And mm-hmm. we, we, I don't have a lot of that in my life where you just walk into a room and everybody's face is just happy. <laughs> you know, they're, they're talking about nice things. And it's like, what? It's, yeah. This is, this is interesting. Well, I'm glad. That makes me happy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Our job is done, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I that's kind of big-headed of us, but we were there. We were the first in this space, and when we watched new people come in, we're like, "Let's be nice." Until yes. I'm not let's not be set nice. an example. Yeah, <laughs> we try. We try. It feels good. No, and we love that. And you guys have been you guys have have been generous to us, and and you know we we try to retweet everybody's stuff that they're putting out there because we realize that we we can help each other come along because I really do think that. We'll see 
see this fandom grow over the next nine months or so. And, you know, as much as we can do to help each other, I, I think we'll all be in better places, you know, nine months from now. Ooh, better places. That sounded odd, didn't it? We'll all be in a better place nine months from now. <laughs> oh. Be in a better place after was, next week. Yeah. <laughs> Andorra, not so much. No, poor Andorra. Um, Nikki, I don't know if you know Andorra. Andorra is her uterus. And she's acting up. She's about to get evicted. Yes. <laughs> Rest in so peace, the next Andorra. The episode recorded after this may be really interesting if I'm high on painkillers. <laughs> They're a little bit different. I think we need to do that anyways, Val, just, you know, for the sake of... Seriously. For, for fun? Okay, yeah. so, well, then that's next Friday, then. I guess we're doing yep. next yes, Friday's ma'am. show, minus Endora, <laughs> some good medication. <laughs> Plus a lot of good medication. <laughs> but you guys, oh. if it works really well, then somebody's going to have to have surgery every time you podcast. <laughs> so be careful with that. a special treat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, and I asked Nikki off mic, I was like... um, I read a promo that you guys put out saying, uh, we are the women your mother warned you about. And I was like, I listened to this podcast and they're very nice. <laughs> and what was your, what was your explanation, Nikki? <laughs> So my explanation is, I I think it all depends on perspective, because to my mother, who is, she's not going to listen to this. So I'll just tell you, she is a, she is a diehard Southern Baptist, wonderful, wonderful Christian woman. (laughs) All the neighbors that I can't tell about, tell my activities to. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and she's, she has a problem with this book because it has witches and vampires in it. So she's one of the, she's old school. Old school. Yeah. Pretty old school. Um, conservative in, in, in thought, not so much with, with political views, but, but definitely conservative in thought. I'm sure she, the D word really gives her problems and it's not the D word we usually talk about, but mm-hmm. the demon word. Yeah. Demons. Yeah. 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 And this is, this is the woman who drinks a margarita twice a year when she's on vacation. So <laughs> okay. she thinks that, she thinks that, you know, I, I am the hard drinking tattooed child that she does not know what happened to. So where did and, I go so wrong? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She, and, you know, I've got pink hair and all sorts of things. So, she, you know, to my mother, I am the wild woman that she warned me about that I turned into. So I, I actually wrote that promo. And I think that's what I had in mind when I wrote it is that to my mother, I am this woman to the rest of the world. No, I'm, I'm just the soccer mom. And I just happen to have some pink highlights in my hair. Hey, maybe you guys, so. maybe you guys fine tune your tagline to we are the women my mother warned you about. <laughs> that, that would be far more accurate. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm think- funny though, too. I'm thinking Nikki's in the witness protection program because your mother is definitely not listening to us. Yes. <laughs> clearly not. Well, we're marked explicit and we're demons, so it's clear that her mom will yeah. never be listening to no, us. I, I don't think she could actually let herself click on it. On, on <laughs> demon. Well, you know, you weed out your audience that way, don't you? <laughs> Our audience self-selects. That's right. <laughs> 
And I want to ask you, as like uh, when you came up with All Souls Witchy Women, are the witches your favorite? We go back and forth on this a lot. I mean, so I, I think if we could choose, we would all be witches because we're fascinated with all the powers that Diana has that that she's you know trying to harness clearly. Right. <laughs> and you know, we've had these conversations. Why would she not want these powers? Come on, woman. This is amazing. Yeah. These things yeah. that you can do, you know, the, the elements are in you. You can, you can control the elements. That is cool. Yeah. Go with that. I, I think, I think Janet and, and Ashley probably are witches. <laughs> yeah. I, I say that in the kindest, most loving way possible. No, I, I, I think they, they embody a lot of that. So I, I think it's, I think it's pretty fair branding there. I, I, I've struggled a little bit because I think I'm probably a vampire. <laughs> I, I think I'm a vampire demon child is, is what I think. Oh, wow. Then we're kin. And that's what well, happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also think I might have blood rage. And, and that's why I think I might be a vampire. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm also the kid in the library twirling the headphones that aren't plugged into anything. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time I take that test, I just come out demon. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It <laughs> is what it is. It is what it is. That's just how it's going to be. Oh, wow. Anything else you want to tell us about uh, you guys's mm-hmm. endeavor into the fandom as far as your plans in the future? Anything you want to tell our audience why they should tune in to you? And audience, we won't be mad. You know, you can listen to us on Monday. You can listen to them on Tuesday. Podcasts aren't going away. It's on demand. Nope. Mm-hmm. So I I guess what I wouldn't want to do, which I'm going to do, but I will tell you how my partner describes this podcast. He's, he's very lovely. He's, he's British. And, and he says, you know, it's all really nice, but it's just three women talking bollocks about something I don't understand. It's <laughs> <laughs> right up there with Al calling it vampire porn. And <laughs> that's a scientific brain worker. Right. <laughs> Robert says you're book friends. <laughs> yeah. The book club. Hey, at least he, he, at least Al admits that you guys really exist now. That was, yes, that was a big hurdle. <laughs> Facebook friends aren't real friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh I hope that's not true. They might be the only friends I have. You know, <laughs> that's the saddest thing ever. Well, yeah. It's true, though. Didn't say it was a happy no. story. No. <laughs> it's a story. But, yeah. um, what? So, <laughs> so anything that, so I, I guess, I guess what I would like to tell people about why they should listen to our podcast is, bollocks aside, you know, we are three women. And one of the things that we want people to know is that uh, we, we talk about conversational types of things. We we don't do um, read throughs. We don't do chapter by chapter things because plenty of people are already doing that. And what we do is we take a topic each week. We've done uh, motherhood, which was really fun. We've done desire, also very fun, uh, fear. So we take themes each podcast and sort of explore them. And we can't help but putting our own lives into this because this is how we this is how we talk about the book when we're not podcasting. You know, we're just having chats mm-hmm. between the three of us. And so we're just bringing those chats into the podcast. So you're going to hear a lot about the book and about the things that we love in the book. You're also going to hear a little bit about our lives. And, and occasionally Janet, um, she, she gives us therapy for free. So that's always good. <laughs> well, that works out. <laughs> you know, we realized halfway through the podcast that, oh, Janet is actually our therapist right now. And we're working through, you know, our own Thanks. anxieties. Thank you, Janet. So, you know, we finished the podcast up and then send her a check for 50 bucks to cover the copay. <laughs> wow. 
I've wow. been jipping you guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought well the beer, the whole beer the, thing. Yeah, that the beer. Out. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did purchase the beer. That helped. Thanks. Okay, so is this the same question? What do you want people to take away at the end of the day? Let's say you're a year into this podcast. What would you like people to take away from you guys's talks, your blog posts, anything? Oh wow, that's that is a really good question. <laughs> I am to please. <laughs> wow. I, I guess what I would love for people to take away from this is one of the things that we keep coming back to in our podcasts and in our conversations is how these themes really do play out in our own lives. I know that these are fictional characters. Well, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're fictional characters, but, um, you know, there are takeaways from all of these books for, for our own lives. And one of the things that we love to talk about is how we do find magic in our own lives. And so I guess what I would love for people to take away from is being able to read these books, maybe listen to our podcast, read our blog post, and really think about the magic that is in the world around us every day. Not not because there are vampires and witches and demons, but because there really are magical things that happen um, in us, you know, in our relationships with other people, you know, just things in our environment that that are that are truly mind boggling. And mm-hmm. I would like to make people just think about those kinds of things because I think we need more of that. And Janet wrote a blog post about that, why we need more magic in our lives. And, you know, that resonates with me because I, I think if we were all looking for those magical things, then we don't have time to focus on all of the things that divide and separate us and make us cranky and bitchy and all, all the, the things. things that we read about yep. in the news, mm-hmm. all the things. Yep. 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 I uh, wrote something down because we're about to record our review on uh, the world of all souls. And Deb said something similar. She said, um, the reason why I'm paraphrasing, she said, the reason why I really wanted to focus on this reluctant witch is because there are so many women out there who are afraid of their own power, mm-hmm. what <laughs> they can do or, or what they can tap into. And I wanted people to relate to Diana in the way where you see how she's scared, see how she doesn't want to reach out, see how she's, you know, comfortable with being in her own box, reach out. Out. Don't be afraid. And I'm seriously paraphrasing what she did, but it was women are fa- afraid of their own power. Mm-hmm. We have a list of blog post ideas, and that's actually one of the ideas that's on there that w- that we wrote down, you know, six months ago when we were first starting to think about what could we write about. And to me, that's very important. I am I am in my mid forties, and I find this to be an absolutely magical time in your life because you've had enough life experience to to know what you like, who you want to be with, and you're able to start saying no. Right. And- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Angela. Yes, Angela. <laughs> I have a volunteering problem. They made me. They had an intervention. Maybe yeah. say no. <laughs> no more snack, mom. Oh work the demon magic on that. So many orange slices for soccer games. <laughs> well, I, my solution is, and I keep saying this, I'm going to bring candy cigarettes and root beer. That, that, that'll, that'll stop them from inviting me to bring snack. That's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> 
Oh, my gosh. All right, Angela and Jean, you have anything else to ask Nikki before we say goodbye to her? Where can we find them? Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a good, very practical Angela question. (laughs) (laughs) So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AllSoulsWW and on our, you can find our webpage at AllSoulsWitchyWomen.com. And I would love to tell you what our Facebook page is. I have it here. (gasps) That's awesome. Facebook.com slant All Souls Witchy Women. What she said. Thank you so much for joining us, Nikki. We yes, really appreciate you. it. Thank you. thank you. Thank you, guys. It was a blast. And maybe we can do this again sometime. Let's go to your place next time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't have to vacuum and dust again. <laughs> Bye, Nikki. Bye. Bye. And last thoughts and things we can't let go of after this break. Find this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Contact us. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-519-7836. Or leave us one on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Hit us up on social media, and we are at demonsdiscuss or at demonsdomain. Join our Facebook group, Demonic Discussers. The keys to get in are in the show notes. And if you're listening on your mobile device, click the description. It'll be there too. Become a discusser. And there are two ways to do that now. And if you're in the U.S., text ADOW as an ADAL, as in a discovery of witches. So text ADOW to 444-999 or visit demonsdiscuss.com. Scroll down, fill out the form and spammer code, and that's it, you're a discusser. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com, to see what we're up to. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep Angela alive! Do we have any last thoughts, you guys? Yes, I have one. Okay. I can't wait to see where the TV Domenico falls in between the uh, trilogy Domenico and the world of All Souls Domenico, whether he's going to be somewhere in between or if he's going to be up towards one extreme or the other. Ha. Yeah. Ha. That'll be interesting to see. I think so. Yeah. And what is your last thought, Angela? Oh, I was going to say, mine is just a, a historical correction. When I said that Patrick Henry said, I, I only regret that I have one uterus to, <laughs> to lose for an arc. It's really Nathan Hale that said that. <laughs> it's good you caught it this episode. Oh, yes, exactly. I don't want, I don't want to drag you crazy at the show notes. <laughs> we wouldn't want a misattribution. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> fake news, fake news. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. My last thought. Okay, so my last thought is I am so glad that we get to talk to other podcasters in this space and see where they're coming from and show all of you where they're coming from. And I love podcasts. I don't know about you guys, but I love them. I have a long commute, so I have nothing but time on my way to work to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And I get so much from them. And I learn who the people are. And I listen and I just get so thrilled when I feel like I know the people. So I'm very happy that the people from uh, All Souls Witchy Women were able to come on with us today. So thank you, Nikki. And uh, let's talk about All Souls Con. Um, There is a few tickets. There are a few tickets left. About 20 to 25. Probably less by the time you hear this. So uh, you want to get on that if you want to show up. It'll 
be a fun trip. Just do it once, you know? They will. It, it'll They'll, be a fun trip. Um, also, you'll, you'll get to see us live. If all goes as planned, you'll get to see us live. So, yay, there's that. And I think we're planning a demon hour. Shenanigans are on, on the table for sure. And definitely in the works. And if shenanigans are on the table, that means prizes will be on the table. Yay! Yep. I get to be Oprah. You get a prize. You get a prize. <laughs> and Angela's going to have to tie me down. We can't afford that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so there is that. I don't know if you're just now listening, new listeners, if you are here and you make it to this part of the show, how about tweeting us an emoji? Think of a random emoji they can tweet us so we know they made it to the end of the show. How about the smirk? Yes. Tweet a smirk. Nothing else. You don't have to say anything else. A smirk at Demons Discuss. I want to see if you made it to this part of the show. If you did, tweet us a smirk. There may be something in in it for you. Maybe not. I don't know. But tweet us a smirk. You won't know unless you do it. I think there'll be something in it. Yes. A chance of something in it. (laughs) Yes. How's that? And I don't have anything else. Did I forget anything else, guys? No. No, I don't think so. We're all set. We're all set. All right. On that note, I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Demon kiss. And we'll talk to you next time. Tweet the smirk. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.